everybody and welcome back to Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. It's bloody brilliant to be here with you again doing another episode and I believe we are up to book three, passage six. And guys, please, as I've had some more since the last episode and last time I was recording one of these, um, keep the messages coming. If this show has helped you out in any way, shape or form, please do reach out to me. Uh, you find me on social media, Ads Fitness, but uh, also as important as anything is to keep rating and reviewing the show. Ultimately, it's those ratings and reviews which not only mean the world to me when I see them, but have also enabled the show to grow, to show up on other people's sort of playlists and what have you, or suggestions and therefore enables me to be able to help more people than I currently can at the moment. And uh, of course, the idea of this, as is pretty much most of my life, to help as many people as I can. And on that brings us nicely on to the passage, which, as I say, is from book three, and it's passage six. If you discover in human life something better than justice, truth, self-control, courage in short something better than the self-sufficiency of your own mind which keeps you acting in accord with true reason and accepts the inheritance of fate in all outside your choice if as i say you can see something better than this then turn to it with all your heart and enjoy this prime good you have found but if nothing is shown to be better than the very God that is seated in you, which has brought all your impulses under its control, which scrutinises your thoughts, which has withdrawn itself, as Socrates used to say, from all inducements of the senses, which has subordinated itself to the gods and takes care for men. If you find all else by comparison with this small and paltry, then give no room to anything else. Once turned and inclined to any alternative, you will struggle thereafter to restore the primacy of that good which is yours and yours alone. Because it is not right that the rational and social good should be rivaled by anything of a different order, for example, the praise of the many, or power, or wealth, or the enjoyment of pleasure. All these things may seem to suit for a little while, but they can suddenly take control and carry you away. So you, I repeat, must simply and freely choose the better and hold to it. But better is what benefits. If to your benefit as a rational being, adopt it. But if simply to your benefit as an animal, reject it and stick to your judgment without fanfare. Only make sure that your scrutiny is sound. A fairly lengthy passage, but again, quite a beautiful one. Um, one that I was quite excited to, to get onto, actually, um, when I saw what was, was coming up um, after recording the last episode. And yeah, just to, let's just reiterate what Marcus touches on in the final sort of sentence first, where he talks about it being something that you deem as the best as a rational being and not as an animal. Now that that's kind of key to what he's talking about here in that we as humans have been given this gift that is our mind that kind of sets us apart from other animals. Of course, every animal has things like whether they're physical, mental, whatever traits, they have things that set them apart from others. But ours, the main area of evolution has been the human mind. 
and we're fortunate that that's evolved to an extent where we can think rationally we don't just sort of chase what's about what could give us pleasure or what could give us um, or avoid what could give us pain in any moment we can actually think of a wider concept greater cause i.e you're dieting you use this analogy a lot i know the dog will just run and have the pizza he doesn't know that it's dieting and or what for okay unless you knew the pizza was immediately going to make it ill now, as a human, we could think, well, that's actually going to hinder the work that I've been doing or focusing on in my long-term objective, okay? So, try to actually apply that to all aspects of life. And, you know, that's exactly what Marcus is talking about here. For the best way to live life and effectively best way to avoid pain, if you like, it is to realise that you are part of nature okay and therefore you need to work in accordance with nature that's your role on earth to do what you can to serve that greater good and the more you think along those lines rather than think along the lines of i and what will make me feel good in this moment the more you set yourself up for long-term happiness and fulfillment because any pleasures that we chase you touched on towards the end as well any of the pleasures that we chase whether that be the praise of other people. You know, if we're doing something, we like to think we're doing something for good, but really we're doing it for the praise of others, then that satisfaction will wear off because we're going to need that praise again from somewhere. But if we actually get fulfilled just by the task that we're doing because we know it's right, even if there were no praise to come from it at all, in its accomplishment, we still feel great, but that will last um similarly if we're doing things for wealth for power now of course i've touched on um in other podcasts about like humans subconsciously fighting this hierarchy that we've created in society by means of the being in the optimal place to survive you know the more physically fit and healthy we are the more money that we have the the society that we live in dictates that that sets us up in a better place for us to survive and for our families to survive that then also leads though to this chase for pleasure we're constantly spending our life chasing material things and you know if you include like finances as part of that you know beyond your means to survive we're caught up in the society where we're chasing these material things we're always chasing more and when the pleasure of something wears off we need it again and again and then we actually get used to a life where we requ- we require all these things we require new things as well because otherwise we feel that we're getting left behind and we get depressed and yet fail to look around and still see, well, hang on a minute. I have more things here than any man who's lived over, you know, from a hundred years ago and the thousands of years before that since the start of humanity has ever had access to. But we still want more naturally. Now, if you spend your time and your life with your own thoughts, examining yourself and almost make decisions as if you we're your own advisor because as humans we all have memories we all tend to let those memories um, influence our future thoughts and decisions and that's because those memories will often have an emotional link with them for example we know that we picking up that new car brings a smile to our face we know it feels good to sit there and drive it because we've been conditioned to think that is what feels good sometimes of course there's the adrenaline side of things as well that excitement though 
it's again that animal instinct reacting. Whereas the rational observer may think, well, what, why else do you want that over the car that you have other than it being a status symbol and therefore you're doing it for the acclaim or what you perceive others will think of you rather than what is best for you and for the greater good. For the greater good might be to invest that money somewhere where you give yourself more of a platform to go and help others or to give it to charity even, who knows? But ultimately, those decisions are being made and we do this constantly throughout the day just by what we want in the moment. And even when we actually spend time considering decisions, how many times have you had a different view with someone but then that that view of theirs may be because of something bad that's happened to them in the past and it's being swayed emotionally. There are times where you will have had that yourself as well and the other person may have, you know, be bewildered why you don't agree with them on something, but ultimately you've had a painful experience in the past that's swaying your emotions to that decision. The more we can become conscious of those previous experiences affecting our future thoughts, the more that we can learn to rationalise our thoughts because we're aware of those obstacles that are trying to divert that thoughts process through our brain before we take the action. Now, if we were to look objectively with no emotional bias to a decision, are we doing what is right? Are we doing the thing that will make us feel most fulfilled at the moment that we die? Because I'm pretty damn sure if you laid on your deathbed thinking I cured cancer, you'll feel a hell of a lot better than laying on your deathbed thinking, I had Ferraris and yachts. Now consider that. Consider what is best for you in the long run. What gets you excited that doesn't rely on material things? What excites your mind? And what can you do with the tools you have and the mind you have to help improve the lives of others? Guys, thank you very much for listening. I've got something special coming up soon. I think it's going to be the next episode, actually. Um, First time we're actually going to sort of deviate from um, the um, method, if you like, of these podcasts, because I'm going to be interviewing Donald Robertson, who is the author of How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, um, a book on Marcus Aurelius. He's also just setting up a new modern version of Plato's Academy in Athens as well. So we're going to have a a chat that I'm sure you guys will really, really love. So keep a lookout for that one coming soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you.